there have been some pretty out there quote unquote cures throughout history for attempting to cure gayness. For a long time, scholars believed that you could, and some people still even believe it today. There was group psychotherapy, aversion therapy, electroshock therapy, praying the gay away, or just plain old pretending it didn't exist. But what this mother did to attempt to change her own child is one we've never heard of and hope to never hear of again. I forgot to to kind of share some of the the feedback about our zombie stories last episode. John, if you want to start there. Yeah. Is that my Diet Coke? I thought it was coffee. You put coffee in there? I just put ice in there. So whatever you gave me. Oh, shit. I meant like um, just a regular cup. Here. Oh. I was just going to put Diet. Just give me the coffee. I'll put half the ice in here. Here you go. Stephanie says... Uh, this is about uh, the Alpha Theta Brains episode. Great episode. So fascinating and kind of terrifying. Great start to the spooky season. Mm-hmm. Don't um, judge me, man. I'm I gotta not put judging it. you. Baby, not- put the ice in here. You do it. I'm reading comments. I'm not and- judging you because there was one day last week where I was eating something. Oh, I was eating an orange and there was like a seed. And um, I was in... Don't take me forever. It was in my principal's office and I was talking to her and another one of the principals and I was like looking around for like something to like spit the orange seed out with. And I was just like, I can't spit anything out. So I was just like, and they were like, Jen, what the fuck? And I was like, well, at least I didn't just spit it out. They're like, you need to turn around and do that. I'm like, I'm sorry. I wasn't thinking I was trying. Anyway. Um, D says, okay, so I do not have his medical records, obviously, but from experience working in the medical field for 30 plus years now, infections can cause hallucinations, out-of-body experiences, etc. So if this gentleman had the infections as noted in his colon, the infections can cause extreme behaviors. That being said, though, I've never heard of this kind of fucked up cannibalism sort of infection, but most definitely people can lose their concept of self, time, etc., Wait till I tell y'all about the leg incident. Too many years of working in psychiatry and emergency medicine not to be able to share some hilarious and terrifying stories. Also, the gentleman is at an excellent age for the beginning of schizophrenia, too, which is late teens and early 20s. Ooh. I don't know, man. Ah, we'll see. Dude, I, I... I know I was really adamant that it wasn't drugs. I dude, the more I think about it, I don't fucking know. It's so weird. I is it not strange? You know? So she says it's a bacteria. Could be. But to eat someone's face off? I'm just saying. All right, tonight I got a crazy story. Wait, we got to do the thing, the usual shit and everything, the shots. This one is for Sydney, who's with us on live chat. Sydney. Thank Requesting you, Sydney. gin. Fucking amateurs. <laughs> I forgot. I was just excited to drink more, I guess. Surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. Cheers. 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 This is to Sydney. Oh, fuck. That's to you, Sydney. Big shout out. Ooh! If you're new here, this is Talk Murder Me Podcast. My name is John. I'm sitting here with Jen and Naquiz. This is episode 266. 
I put this episode, all the photos and stuff on TalkMurder.com. You definitely want to go there and see this beautiful socialite Hollywood millionaires. That is a word, millionaires. Millionaires, yeah. Oh. That was the word I learned. But you definitely want to go see that. She is, um, this is a, an older case in the 70s. But I'm going to go out on a limb here and say this is not in America. Well, all right, yeah. Go ahead and tell me. I'm going to go with England. The uh, the shape of this is actually, it reminds me of the Pinkerton uh, Detective mm. Agency. Mm-hmm. So we are going to England. This Good is, job, Nicole. <laughs> but Nicole's been all over the world because she's, you know. I've been to London worldly. once. We're going to 81... Go ahead and pronounce that. I can't. Catacan. Catacan. Actually, it's supposed to be a G. I think it's worn off. Catacan? Catacan. 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 I can see that. Yeah, like it looks, if you're looking at the that second okay. C, it looks. Oh. Oh, I thought you were saying the first C was no. a G. No, no. Catacan. Okay, okay. Catagan. Yeah, it's got a G in there. So this is obviously apartment townhouses that you can own. I would love to own this one. Check this one out. That is gorgeous. Oh, wow. Now, in this story, we're going to 1978. So, I mean, the furniture was obviously different, more... Well, that's kind of like mid-century modern. Yeah. Like it's that. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. But I would Look love to... windows. This... I was specifically talking about that desk there. Yeah. This one apartment right here, 81 is the one you want. This is the one that has history. They all have history. You know, this, it actually kind of looks like a university. It does. It's like the brownstones up in Boston. Yeah. So who lives here? Some freaking broke schmuck? No. I would say no. A wealthy person who has possibly inherited this building. This, this apartment. Apartment, yeah. (sighs) Or a group of not no, no, wealthy no, no. people so the, who the are person, splitting the apartment. The person that lives here lives in 81. It's a unit, the unit 81. Okay. So I'm imagining there's 100 units. And obviously Jen lives in G unit. G unit. You know, that guy is amazing. He, I mean, no one else gets shot nine times. Fucking survives. Except a cat, perhaps. Um, Did you guys hear who's performing at the halftime show? No. Who? Eminem, Snoop Dogg. <gasps> I love Eminem. Man. Mary J. Blige, Dr. Dre, and oh! I think Kendrick Lamar. Oh my gosh, that's going to be an amazing halftime show. I'm not sure if it's Kendrick Lamar or I don't. He's the one. That's the one person who I think I heard, but I'm not sure. But yeah, the other ones are. I love Dr. Dre. One of my favorite rappers, actually. Yeah, you should go down to Compton and say that. I mean, I would be truthful. So for the podcast listeners out there, I'm showing you guys a picture. And what is this? The majority of this plastic Plastic bottles, stuff like that. Yeah. The person that we're talking about tonight, the. The Hollywood socialite millionaires is married to the person that invented plastic. Oh, <laughs> wow. Well, no, no, excuse me. Not to the person that invented plastic, but the person's son. No, no. The She married 
this guy named Brooks Bakeland, his grandfather invented plastic in the 20s. Wow. It was like 1928. And plastic, obviously, and you know, what a what has a destroyed the planet. No shit, dude. I mean, how could he predict <laughs> that we would use plastic for every fucking thing? Yeah. But so we're actually talking about that that Harris. Is it Harris? Harris. Harris. Fuck me. We're actually talking about the heiress of the plastic dynasty. And this is the fall, the rise and fall of the first plastic. The It was called Bakelite. Can I just tie this into the fact that it is Mean Girls Day today mm-hmm. and the plastics? Yes, please. Thank you. The mean Girls were the is that Is it really Mean Girls Day today? It is. It is. It's October 3rd. On October what, 3rd, he what, asked me what day it was. What day is it? October 3rd. There's supposed to be some kind of worm that eats plastic. We need to capitalize on that. But that's what's going to happen. We're going to develop some fucking worm that eats plastic, and the the worms are going to just overtake them. I know, but I I feel like that's a risk that we should be willing to take at this This point. This is what will happen. The the worms will eat the the plastic, and, and then the birds... Maybe, well, chickens don't really eat worms. They eat feed, unless they're wild, I guess. But the number of chickens outnumber the amount of humans in the world. So we're already concerned about a chicken uprising. But if they eat these worms, like, then the chickens will, you know, attack us or the birds who eat the worms. That's how it's going to end for us. Yeah, fucking save the bees, man. Good point, Jen. So the, the Bakelite plastic industry was by a Belgian chemist moving on because I don't want to hear about all the travels of some particular host here. This was the words word this was the world's first plastic invented by a Belgian chemist. And this is the heiress that married into the family, not related per se to the Bakelands, but and Bakeland is spelled B A. E K E L A N D. So that's how you spell Bakeland. So this is the heiress right here that married into it. Oh, she's pretty. Do you want to describe her, Nikwiz? Um, she looks like a movie star. I don't know. Very beautiful. Nice cheekbones. Yeah. The pictures in black Good and eyebrows. White. Yeah. yeah, she does have nice eyebrows. Mm-hmm. I need to get mine done before the wedding. So she died in 1972. So these photos, uh, I, I would, would imagine 60s, maybe. Mm, this is more of a 50s, I think. Oh, I'm sorry, Jen. I didn't know we had an expert photographer, his, historian here. I was just going based off of the hairstyle. On all things photography. I was just going based off of the hairstyle. So her hair is red. She... Has bonfire red hair. Ooh, it's like very the red. Color. Huh? Is it the bottle color? Is the what? It's like bottled. Is it dyed? No, red. No, it's like red. I know, but you were like head. bonfire red. I was like, well, you know what they say about redheads? Nope. You don't. They have intercourse good, well, in bed. I was waiting for you to just keep finding. I thought they, I thought it was. Does the curtain match the drapes? Does Carpet. The, does the curtain match Carpet. the pubes? Oh, <laughs> no, that's right. Curtain match the drapes, right? Carpet. Does the curtain match the drapes? No. That's right. 
No, but the saying is it's, curtain match the drapes. No, that's not the saying. I've never heard someone say curtain match the carpet. So no, no. <laughs> she said the carpet match the drapes. Oh, there's a carpet match the drapes. Yeah, that does make sense. <laughs> that was painful. <laughs> I usually say, is, is the hair growing out of your head the same hue and hex code color as the one on your genitalia? That's how I usually say it. <laughs> Do they make a Crayola oh, color? Oh my god! <laughs> Fire ah. truck pube red. <laughs> Fire truck red, pube red, orange. All right, this right here is Barbara Daly Bakelin. Daly is D A L Y. So when I spell these things out, it's pretty much that I'm not <laughs> confident that I'm saying them right, so I spell them out. <laughs> Who you're looking at now is Barbara Daly Bakeland. Now she was born. Or she was married into the Bakelands. That's how she is known. She is extremely beautiful. And everyone knows that. She has modeled for Vogue and a bunch of other magazines. Hmm. But she was born September 28th, 1921. She died November 17th, 1972. So this is her story right here that we're covering tonight. Now, she grew up middle class Definitely not how she died, which was wealthy. Well, we'll get to that. But she married into that by marrying into the Bakeland, the first inventor of plastic family. And if you invent something like plastic, you're going to be fucking rich. Let's just be honest. You know what I'm saying? Unless it doesn't work out for you. Yeah. So she was born and raised in... Born and raised. She was born and raised in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Uh. Bonfire red hair, milk white skin. Now, this is how all the papers describe her as. And tonight we're actually going to July 1972. This is how her life is right now. So July 1972. Now, remember, I said she died November 17th. 1972 so usually i'll start episodes with the murder but for this case specifically i'm starting with the attempted murder oh and then that same person who she didn't file charges against comes back in november that same year was it july to november four five months six months four months four months later and does her in for good so, and I'll put her photos and everything on talkmer.com. There's definitely one photo you definitely want to see. It's a bathtub photo. Mm. The same person that attempted to kill her. And we're going to go into the attempted killing. It was, he really, really wanted her to die. Oh, that's sad. She decides not to press charges. A few months later, November, that's it. She's... She walks back into her apartment and she gets stabbed. Boom, she's dead. Oh. And we're going to get into that. But this is the attempted murder. July 1972. She walks back into her unit, her apartment, 81 Cadigan. Now, don't think of her as having like a full-time job like Jen or Nicole or me have. Me have. <laughs> or I have. She is a socialite. So she walks in from just being at the gym or Starbucks or wherever, 
you know, her day revolves around her. So that is what she does. She is a socialite. She models on occasion. But so she is walking in from an activity that she has done for herself, whether it's uh, hanging out with a celebrity like Andy Warhol or someone like that, or just going to the gym. She walks back into her own apartment. This is midday. And she is confronted with a killer who was already in the apartment. Mm. She did not see her assailant until it was too late. Pushing open the front door of the house in Kensington Square, the upmarket London enclave where she was staying with a friend, Barbara Bakeland was about to take off her coat when the maniac jumped out and tried to grab her. Now, Kensington Square, that is the, the actual square where Cadigan... Departments are okay, so that's why that is like that. Can I just make a comment really quick? This isn't a whole thing. No, moving on. No, so- wait, I promise. <laughs> I like your new text. It reminds me of Jeopardy. It does. Yes. I don't. Was want that you to on look purpose? That. No, it wasn't on purpose. It's because you're blue and you like to read. Oh, he I'm did it for blue? you. No, I yeah. did it. So yeah, it's- you're blue. Like- Oh, okay. No, I did it so it's easier for me to remember. The pink, when it comes pink, that means it's something to do with penis or incest or something like really gross. So that means that I'm reading it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't even like pink. And if it's green. But on Wednesdays, we we wear wear pink. pink. Yes. And if it's green, it's something to do with physics or chemistry or something. (laughs) Something to make you sound smart. All right. The maniac jumped out and tried to grab her. So this guy has been waiting for her. And now, if you see the photo of her at talkmore.com, she is beautiful. She has been in Vogue magazine. And I'm going to get to her background here in a second. Mm-hmm. But she had a short stint as an actress. This is another photo of the Hollywood. I would say model, starlet. I don't know if that's the proper word, starlet. She looks regal. Like, she doesn't look like just a model. She looks like she's like the a Grace Kelly-esque, mm. you know? Yeah. There's. I, I feel like there are definitely different levels of beauty. Mm-hmm. Like, you can be beautiful. Uh, she's like classically beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. She has that classic look. July 1972, the maniac that was in her home was waiting for Barbara to come into the the door. She immediately takes her coat off. And you you saw the house. Like she's walks up the stairs. She takes her coat off. And this is July. Like, why is she wearing a coat? I guess London maybe be cold. It's probably not as no, well, I mean, I don't know, it's different weather in London. It's probably as a rain jacket because it rains there all the time. And this is a very wealthy apartment. Even though, as you'll see, Barbara at the time thought she was living in shambles. Because that's how rich people think. But anyway, moving on. She walks into her home, takes off her coat, (laughs) and immediately the maniac attacks her. The attacker, now this is from one of the news sources that I used, quote, grabbing a fistful of hair so that it tore and ripped the scalp. It began dragging, uh, he began dragging her into the road to throw her under a passing car. So this guy really wants to kill her. 
he takes the one th- well not the one thing but the the he takes the prime thing that she uses for her success so far which is her beauty that hair that bonfire redhead and drags her into traffic that's terrible drags her into traffic where the red hair a big clump of it in the back comes out so he's holding it and they actually find the hair there on the sidewalk she tried to resist by clinging to the gate so he began slamming it backwards and forwards on her fingers harder and harder he smashed the metal against her hand breaking her thumb in three places so there's a gate in front of this Cadigan Square, and she is desperately trying to stay in the gate because outside the gate, there's cars passing by. And his intention was obvious to her, and that was to take her and throw her under a passing car, which will then kill her. And she definitely did not want that to happen. So she is, with all of her inner being trying to stay within the gates of her apartment complex. Okay. But as she is holding on for dear life, he is taking the gate and slamming it against her fingers and her thumb, which she breaks in multiple pieces. And it's making the clinking sound and everything. He is really trying to get her to let go of the gate. But from what you're about to learn, the killer was actually a a weak individual and he could not pull her completely away from the gate. So he decides to change his method of killing her. He's He wants to kill her. He's going to kill her. But throwing her under a passing car is not going to work because she is too strong. So he runs back into her home And he grabs a carving knife. You know what a carving knife is? Uh Uh-huh. It's like for turkey. Yeah. So, you know, you you don't have a carving knife. Well, is, are you talking about an electric carving knife? Because no, I don't. No, like a a regular carving knife. You do? Yeah. Oh. I thought it was like a rich people thing. It comes, it's in the butcher block. Like people that have spoons for soup. Like assholes. We just have spoons. We, we have, don't have soup I mean, we have big spoons. spoons and little we spoons. We have big spoons and little spoons. We don't have soup spoons. No, well, but perhaps we should. So, the big spoons are essentially soup spoons. I've been eating a lot of wonton soup lately. What the fuck? Jen. It does sound good. Yeah. He runs into the home, grabs a carving knife, comes back. Now he's shouting out at the top of his lungs anyone that would listen. And if you're around this area, you, uh, you know, especially if you live here, you you are of wealth that any woman that was to come and try to save her, he'll kill her, too. Mm. Now, this isn't a wealthy community. Cadigan Square, like you have like big people that come here, musicians. I mean, this is all in way the 60s. We don't know any of these people, but you know what I'm saying? Big I know people, of them. Yeah. That are coming here. And this is all happening in broad daylight. Now, if it wasn't for her friend, who his name is Sue Guinness, she shows up. As in Guinness the beer? Or Guinness World Record? I guess. I don't know. Or it's just in Guinness. her last name is Guinness. I don't know. Fuck. <clears throat> Another heiress, I was thinking. 
Maybe. Sue Guinness shows up and she is the prime reason that this murder didn't happen. Now, the murder does happen four months down the road in November, like I said. But this is going to prime the story of how extreme this case is. He is slamming the gate on her fingers enough to break her thumb into three places. At the last moment, when he comes out with a knife, Sue Guinness pulls up and basically runs him off. Because, as you'll see, he's a weakling. And even with the knife, he didn't want to face a, a full-grown adult. I mean, I, he is an adult himself, but you know what I'm saying. Like, right. I mean, he is a scrawny, really scrawny person. So he runs off. But they, the police are called. Now, even though there wasn't a formal police report filed by Barbara, even though her half of her hair is laying on the sidewalk, there was no formal police report Filed, they quickly caught up with him. He runs off into the neighboring streets. What do you guys think of this so far? It's right. Yeah. Who would do this? And why? Someone who's obsessed with her. A stalker. This maniac, they found him really quick. And the reason they found him is because that was her own son. Anthony, which you're about to see. Wow. Why would he want to kill his mother? Because she was the heiress to the fortune and he would benefit from it? He wants to inherit? Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of reasons that we won't understand of why he wanted to kill her. But, well, I, I know one really good reason, but we'll get to that here in two seconds. Anthony was too weak. Now, I might call him Tony, obviously, Anthony Tony. He was too weak to drag his mother into oncoming traffic. This is the middle of the day. In London, you know, they don't know how to drive. They're all over the fucking place. So, I mean, they drive on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> I don't know wrong, but opposite side of the road. So, to me, that's wrong. Well, when you think about it, like if you, when you're on the side, when you're on the, when you're driving in, in the UK, like when you park your car on, up against the thing you can just get out of your car. That is the attempted murder of the the mother from her own son. Now, we're going to talk more about the murder murder here in a second, but this is what the psychiatrist told the mother 18 days before she was actually murdered by her own son with a butcher's knife. Oh my gosh. And I if hope you if I have this, a kid that don't want to murder me. If you want to read this, this is from the psychiatrist. I saw Anthony Bakeland for the first time on the 30th of October, 1972, 18 days before the crime. And afterward, I told his mother, quote, your son is going to kill you. And quote, she replied, quote, he's been murdering me since he was born. <gasps> oh. Whether for him or his father, I don't know. I'm used to murder. <laughs> this isn't a metaphor. I told her this isn't an analysis game. I think you're at grave risk. And she said, I don't. Oh, well, famous last words. <laughs> I mean, yeah. damn. Yeah, no shit. So they just did not get along. This oh, is her right here. Look, That's... he's trying to strangle her there. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, shit. She is beautiful. You can tell her hair's red there. Yeah. Yeah. Just because of the, the way it, I don't know. It's because like of the, the light, even the though it's sepia. a black, it's a sepia color. Yeah, sepia color. But you can, I mean, it's, yeah. She is cooing the baby. Cooing? Yeah. Cooing. Shushing. 
Cooing. Shooking, shooking, shaking. No, shaking. She's not shaking. <laughs> She's not shaking the baby in that photo. <laughs> shaking. <laughs> Damn, John. All right. This <laughs> list of people I would trust my baby with. You know what's amazing is oh, John yeah? is actually really good with I children. Know. I'm going to take care of your dog. I know you or are. Or at least for the first day until he runs off. Oh my God. <laughs> this right here, here you're looking at is a picture in better times. This is the newborn Anthony right now. Now, as Jim pointed out, and I didn't notice before, yeah, it looks like the baby is trying to strangle with the mother. He's hanging on to her necklace. Yeah, I was just making an ill-tasted joke. Can you tell the mother loves a child or is it more yeah, of a of course show? it looks like she loves a child. I think that she's trying to get him to quiet down. I mean... Like, or, I don't know. It doesn't look like she's upset with him, but maybe he was crying. I, I can't tell if he's just looking at her or if he's crying and she's trying to like be like, don't cry. It's okay. Well, hopefully he doesn't look like his cheating piece of shit father. Oh. <laughs> That's probably what she's thinking. So let's talk about Barbara's background really briefly before the baby and everything else. Her father commits suicide at the age of 11 when, no, excuse me. Her father commits suicide when Barbara was 11. So Barbara's, this is before she was a Bakeland. Her father commits suicide and not much is known about the mother. Wait. This is before, this is before the baby and everything else. Wait, wait, wait. How can her father commit suicide at 11? That means she her, was 11. She was 11 years old. I literally made that clear. Okay. You need to stop drinking more. Point one two. Point one two. You fucking drunk, dude. How are you that drunk? <laughs> Do you feel drunk? You must have not ate Bojangles today. I ate, I ate I Bojangles twice and a Cinnabon. I'm fine. You There's that diet shit, that salads and stuff. Correct. That shit is fucking you up. You must be seeing dubs right now i think i'm gonna bring you guys some of my factor meals this week because i ordered i forgot to skip them sure if you want i'll take them when we're talking about barbara's background right now don't worry about this photo this is when barbara before she became a harris heiress before she became an heiress of the plastic fortune fortune her father commits suicide at 11 this was January 1933. Now, this is the like the first news we actually know for sure about Barbara's family. Not much is known about the mother. One thing he did do right is he made it look like an accident. And he gassed himself in his garage. So, keys turned to the own position. Garage door shut. Exhaust goes into your mouth. Kills you, I don't know, 20 minutes, 40 minutes, something like that. I don't know how he actually made it look like an accident, but the insurance policy did pay out. So they thought it was an accident. I can promise you that the mother didn't kill the father. I can, we can, we know that from just looking at Barbara's makeup and how she is. And you, you'll see that here in a second. But you mean her personality, not her makeup, like. Yeah, her personality, but the father... Now, this sounds fucked, but you're about to see why I'm saying this. The father most likely killed himself because of the mother's mental 
mental instabilities, mental decline and instabilities. This there were some mental health issues that was going on with the mother that was 130 percent passed down to Barbara. Now, this is Barbara inherited these mental whatever it is. I mean, depression, anxiety, you know, the whole list of them. She inherited them or she learned them from her mother, whatever you want. Mm -hmm. But she definitely had them. So that's going to be you're going to really see that here in a second. But anyway. Her father commits suicide when she's 11. Her mother and her moved to the Delmonico Hotel in New York City. Now, for her, this was actually a good move because she's 11 now. Let's say she gets there when she's 12. She starts filling out, growing up. You know, she's already beautiful. Now she's in New York City where a lot of wealthy people are, where a lot of people can get noticed if you're, you know, beautiful and stuff like that yeah she's not in hollywood but that's a this better than cambridge i would imagine for being i mean i don't know cambridge seems like smart university yeah i mean maybe that's because of fucking mit sorry i think i just kind of heard the better than cambridge part of it and that's where I was going no, I'm off saying because New I don't York, think any town is better than Boston. Well, but, New York City, like at the time, I mean, it was popping. I mean, oh I'm yeah, sure I mean, for as far as like trying to get noticed and like modeling and all that jazz. She so so. Let me tell you about Barbara. Her mission in life, and this isn't a bad thing. Shit, I would fucking do it. You know, she wanted to marry into a wealthy family. That was her goal in life. She. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't know, maybe you think there is, but she was beautiful. She knew she could get a rich man. She wanted to marry into that. She had a pretty good model career. Vogue magazine. She became a socialite really quick. Now, she wasn't from a wealthy stock, but she did have the life insurance money. But she did, after she posed for Vogue magazine and some others, she got noticed. She fell into the crowd the Gatsby types of crowd and she became a socialite instantly. And she, I mean, you see, she was, she she was something that men wanted, you know, they, they wanted her, they wanted to marry her. So Mm. she had easy pickings. I feel like I would enjoy the life of a socialite. You just, Go to parties and meet all of the rich people and drink with them. Uh, Hedonistic. That's what I'm hedonistic. Yeah, Yeah. hedonistic. So in some Bible terms, so that that's the term means seeking pleasure. So then the reason I'm bringing that up is because this family, her and her husband that she's going to marry into, which his grandpappy is the the founder of the plastics. Right. If If you use anything, you fucking use. I mean, fucking like we have 30,000 things in this studio that were made by her husband's grandpappy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, this table. At, at the end of the day, everything in plastic was invented by him pretty much. So obviously they're fucking extremely wealthy, but they're also hedonistic, which means they seek. I mean, they don't have to do anything. You marry into the plastic empire. What are you going to do? Fucking work at a school? You know, mop up Wendy's? Fucking kidding me? Your allowance is like twenty million a month. Are you fucking kidding me? You get on a yacht and fucking tan, look good, and hang out with Andy Warhol and Steven Seagal. 
I don't know if they were around the same time, but you know what I'm saying? She did have a modeling career, but her acting career didn't really take off. She didn't find stardom. She did star she did almost star in a role with Dana Andrews. And if you know who Dana Andrews is, good for you. Because you're older than us and you're listening to us. And we commend you. I have no idea who it is. But she did become fast friends with Cornelia Bakeland, which obviously Bakeland is an heiress to the plastic company. Her brother. Cornelia's brother. Huh? Cornelia's brother? Cornelia. Yeah, so she becomes friends with Cornelia at this big party, Gatsby-like party. And her brother is introduced to Barbara. The brother's name is Brooks. Now, he is a training pilot. He's a pilot in training in the Royal Air Force in Canada. But, you know, he's an heir of the plastic empire. He doesn't have to do shit. So she meets Brooks. Now, Brooks was a very handsome man. I'm going to show you his mug here in a second. Very handsome, slept with a lot of women. Player. He would actually bet his friends, hey, the next girl that I'll give you a I'll give you a thousand dollars that I'll sleep with the next girl that walks into this room. Like he's been quoted as saying that shit. Like when he's married, like he was cheating on Barbara and everything else. They actually get married because Barbara apparently now this is all he said, she said bullshit, different sources, but apparently Barbara said that she was pregnant and she wasn't at the time so they married so now she's locked down mm. and i would do the same thing motherfucker this is the plastic empire i'm fucking pregnant yo you're gonna have to marry me once you get that ring jen you good man you good because even if he divorces you fuck you got settlement unless there's a prenup a- any good lawyer can fucking argue past that shit though no. So she says she's pregnant. She's not. They get married. Now, this is before he knows about her mental health issues. Let me just tell you, before they even get married, a Foster Kennedy, which apparently in the 60s was a well-known physician, probably a Freudian practitioner, very well known in New York City. All the celebrities would go there, celebutants, whatever. They would go there to get psychiatric help. He was the man, the the best the, that came, mm-hmm. and he demanded high prices. Was he a guy, descendant or not descendant? Student of like? I mean, Freud? his name is Kennedy, so fuck. No, but I mean, as far as where he studied doing it, like, because early... I don't know nothing about him. I just know every paper said he was... The best. The best. They talked about him. I mean, these papers from the 60s. Yeah. They're like, oh my God, she went to Foster Kennedy. Anyway, this guy said that, quote, when when he found out that Brooks Bakeland, the heir of the Plastic Empire, was getting married to Barbara, he said, quote, God forbid... That they have a child. Ooh. End quote. Because he was previously treating Barbara. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And any psychiatrist... I don't think you're supposed to go on record and say shit like that. No. But any psychiatrist that says, yo, my patient is fucked. 
Well, you're really not supposed to disclose who you're treating to the public. Mm -hmm. She has, and this came from her mother, depression, breakdowns, a constant drinker until she blacks out. I think I just described the Talk Murder to Me podcast here. (laughs) Anyway, you're not wrong. (laughs) I don't think I've actually ever blacked out. Oh god! Except I have. for when we recorded that absinthe episode, I think I did black out because I don't remember much about that night except ending up on the floor. This is a little bit about her, her personality. This is from one of her friends. If you want to read this, friends who accompanied the Bakelands on a skiing holiday to Switzerland described how she stood out in the snow on the night out of a full moon, kneeling, kneeling and wailing like a demented creature. She had some major mental health issues that are going to become very apparent here soon. Her and her husband was cheating on each other, but she didn't get the same uh, reception that her husband did. So when she would cheat on her husband, you would expect her husband to be like, oh my God, I'm going to change. I want to kill that guy. But most times the husband was like, yeah, I bet he's nice. Um, can I give you an allowance and then I divorce you and then you marry him? That's happened more than once. So you can tell, you know, you know most people that have an affair, I don't want to say most people that have an affair. I don't know. It seems like a lot of people that have an affair do it to get back at their spouse. Is that a thing? I don't know. I've never had an affair. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like, but she did it to get back because he was having an affair but then he didn't give a fuck that he was that she was cheating on him because he was already cheating on her because he wanted out of the relationship. She was from what he thought a basket case. Right. She is a fucking insane, you know, insane, insane in the membrane. Every time the husband would cheat on her, she would try to kill herself and she would make it publicly known, too. So she would if she had a Twitter, she'd tweet about it but obviously that wasn't a thing but she would tell everyone that would listen she was in a she was even in a creative writing group so she would say oh on this day i slit my wrist because my husband was cheating on me with a french maid she would be very vocal about trying to kill herself and that looked bad on the the air of the plastic mm-hmm. empire right yeah but i also feel bad because she was probably searching for help at the same time as sharing that. So what does this guy look like? I'm going to show you a picture. Sounds like I feel a, like he has a mustache. He's probably pretty hot, right? Yeah, actually, I, I guess in know. the 60s, he would be hot. Oh, yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> he kind of looks like Chris Hansen. No, he looks like, he almost looks like Frank Sinatra. Like, oh, he yeah, looks very he does. similar yeah, yeah. to Sinatra. So this is um, Brooks right here. Brooks. This is a quote from Brooks right here. This will sum up this guy in a nutshell. Quote, exact quote from Brooks, who you're looking at right here. Thanks to my grandfather, I have fuck you money. Oh. Therefore, I need not to please or seek to please, astonish, astound, dazzle, or be approved by anyone. End quote. My hat... Another quote by him, quote, my house was always buzzing with beautiful, silly, tipsy people, end quote. (laughs) 
fucking rich people, man. You know, fuck this asshole. Right? God damn it. I hate rich people. I would totally be this guy. I would be this guy in a heartbeat. You would cheat on your <laughs> wife? <laughs> no. I'm saying I would be rich. Why are you always going to bring it up like that? Damn it. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm saying I'd be rich. Y'all, y'all about to piss me off. That's what's going on. We're about to get some fuck you money. God damn, I wish, yo. Jesus Christ. Maybe eventually. I mean, he is a very handsome fella. Mm-hmm. He's very skinny, man. Look at this suit. I mean, I guess that was a thing back then. Look how he's looking. He's looking at me like he just wants to take me to pound town. And I'm I'm okay with that. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. He's like, boy, turn over. Time for pound town. And you're like, how much? (laughs) Hey, name your price. All right. Thanks to my grandfather, I have fuck you money. Therefore, I need not to please or seek to please, astonish, astound, dazzle, or be approved by anyone. What do you think the son looks like? A combination between the parents. I'm sure he's quite attractive, actually. Yeah. Unless he's not. Because sometimes two beautiful people make an ugly baby. Hmm. Not often. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm just fuck? saying. Sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes it doesn't work doesn't out. Doesn't work out and they're fucking ugly. What do you do with them then? <laughs> Put well, them in the closet. Hope that they have a good personality, I guess. <laughs> Jen, I you are sounding like a total shithead. Yeah, I am. I I I really this is like to me feel really that good. Cuz I uh, said something really stupid a minute ago and never everyone's forgotten about it. Yeah. <laughs> He's just going to put my bad quote on replay. A loop. <laughs> a loop, All right. loop that. Future John, loop that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, so this is Anthony. They gave birth to Anthony Bakelin on August 28, 1946. Now, they were... That's she's the year good, my dad man. was born. She's good. She got a baby now. She's good. She's in the plastic empire. Yeah, but she may have... Like, oh, that doesn't look like her. Well, no, that's not her. That's the son. That's the son? That's the son, yeah. Oh, okay. That tried to kill her. That threw her in traffic. Do you guys not remember that? Were you drunk? We talked about him smashing her fingers in the gate. Ching, 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 ching. And then trying to throw her in traffic. But he's too weak. Obviously, look at him. He's really weak looking. He's well, a weakling. I, I mean, like not I, to be him, not being mean, but he is very weak looking well, as an adult there. That he's an adult there? Well, he's 16, 17. Well, I thought that that was their daughter. There you go. That's what I'm saying. This Anthony, Tony, was trying to push his mother in traffic, couldn't get her off the gate. Goes into the home. To get the carving knife. That's the boy. What was the hate behind his mother? I'm going to tell you. And if you don't, if you don't want to finish this episode, you can go watch the movie Savage Grace by Julianne Moore. Is that her name? Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore. Oh, she's a redhead. Yeah. So she would play the. Yeah, she's the. Yeah, Jen. Okay. Redheads. Yeah, there you go. Savage (laughs) Grace. All right. They gave birth to Anthony Bakelin August 20th. 8th, 
1946. They moved all over. Now, the family, they don't have jobs. This is rich people. So if you think of, I don't know, uh, what's a really rich family? Kardashians. Yeah, the Kardashians or whatever. They don't actually have to do anything. They just travel and, you know, whatever the fuck they do. The Vanderbilts. Take poopies on golden toilets. I don't know. And then Instagram it. Did you know that Anderson Cooper is related to the Vanderbilts? I did. You know, I have a lot of respect for Anderson Cooper. I saw him on, uh, so I guess when he, in his younger days, he was filming The War. Not younger days, he was still fucking Silver. That's silver Fox. <laughs> but he was like uh, in, I believe, Baghdad or whatever, dodging bombs and shit. I had a lot of respect for him after I saw that. I was like, mm. damn, dude. He's he's very good reporter. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can I can tell. I was like, damn. He got uh, you know, you attracted the younger men. He might be. So. I he guess is. I'm a man nowadays and yeah. just Well little... he is he is gay. Well yeah, I know. But he wouldn't like me. You don't know that. So should <laughs> I message him or <laughs> <laughs> I think he has a partner and a baby. Uh. All right. So, does this look like a boy that would try to kill his mother? No. On multiple occasions. This is not once. And in fact, he actually tried to kill his grandmother. Stabbed her eight times. We're about to get to that here in a second. His name was Anthony. Anthony. Well, Tony. Everyone called him Tony. Should have been Damien. Damien. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, Damien. Like I'm omen? actually, yeah, I'm reading the omen now. It's on my really? nightstand, yeah. Nicole can't look at it. She's like, devil. He looks Th- like a young adult woman. That's a, well, so that's the weakling. And I'm not trying to be mean, but I mean, he he can't even. Say that it has to be, it has to do with him being a weakling or not. It's just, he has very feminine but he could features. Not, yeah, I know, but he could not pull his own mother off. One hand well, grabbing then he the gate. Needs to go to the gym if he wants go to be to strong. The gym. <laughs> what the fuck? You can work on strength. You just can't work on. <laughs> can't necessarily like. You know. All right, all right. So this is Anthony Bakelin. Go talkmore dot com if you want to see that. He was born August twenty eighth, nineteen forty six. I'm telling you right now, Barbara or Brooks. Brooks number one. Most of the time, he was in another woman. You know, literally didn't give a shit about his wife nor his son, especially not his son. Well, that's Hated sad. his son. Thought that's... his son was the, and I'm gonna, there's a quote in here I don't get to, but it was something, uh, the um, the uh, reincarnation of evil or some shit. Hmm. I'll get to that in a second. But Anthony was schizophrenic. He was actually diagnosed with schizophrenia. He was okay. also diagnosed with extreme paranoia. Hmm. So he was a paranoid schizophrenic. Yeah. The father refused to get him treatment because he thought his son was the epitome of evil. I'll get to the exact quote later. I'm just not in this slide. Well, and also that psychiatrists are amoral. Well, yes. The view on mental health was completely different, especially during that time period. And I believe like the 40s, 50s, that's really when, um, you know, you saw... Like the not in my backyard, like people didn't want anything to do with men, uh, like the NIMBY, they didn't want anything to do with mental health, um, you know, patients, especially people that were homeless and couldn't take care of themselves. And you saw the institutions. And uh, so, so from that point forward is when it really 
change, but that he was kind of like mental health wasn't taken as seriously um, as it is today. Anthony had a Mark Stammer and he, quote, enjoyed pulling the wings off butterflies. Oh, end no. Quote. But he actually did that. This is what they wanted their son to be. They wanted the boy to be a genius, said artist Yvonne Thomas. That's what struck me. I felt uncomfortable with him because I felt he felt he had to be something. So it's hard to explain this, but Barbara and Brooks were hedonist. All they cared about is themselves and the pursuit of pleasure. And pleasure to them means to be the in crowd. They wanted people to admire them. They wanted people to know that they're rich and wealthy and successful and happy and all this shit, right? Which in the end doesn't really fucking matter. So what they didn't want or give a shit about is giving their son any type of care or love whatsoever. They well, didn't give a terrible. fuck about him. They didn't give a shit about him at all. I mean, didn't give a shit about him. But what they did want to do was show, okay, we do have a son, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you asked. We do have a son. Yeah, he's actually a genius. Yeah, he's a genius. So they wanted they wanted their son to be able to <laughs> to be, keep up, I guess. Like, not keep up, to, but they wanted it to so they can brag about him. Yeah, they don't want to be like, I, yeah, here's my son. We're all successful, and he's fucking failing out of high school. And he's a skater, like John Perry type of shit. You know, they don't want that. They want oh, he's a genius. He's he's an artistic genius but then you see this artist right here yvonne thomas says that's what struck me i felt uncomfortable because he felt i felt he had to be something and he wasn't he wasn't a genius he wasn't a great artist so he he felt immense pressure from his parents yeah and not only that but you see the power the parents had because this artist says i felt uncomfortable because you had these rich parents that are empire wealthy from the plastic empire i mean this is like warren buffett saying hey i need you to mentor my son he's a genius and what are you gonna go to warren buffett and be like yeah your son sucks man he ain't good no dude that's why this guy's feeling a bunch of pressure because his son's not good he's regular in fact he's really weird when he was in art class and stuff in multiple occasions Everyone's, you know, shading the apple. You put the apple in the the light, mm-hmm. the little light, yeah, and yep. you see the shade. And this is the shading class. This is how we're going to practice the shading techniques. Mm-hmm. He's drawing fucking serpents coming out of dead bodies and shit. Oh, shit. Blood everywhere, just completely off the fucking wall. Just like mental health. Like, dude, you're not a genius. You just need, you need help, man. Like, it was like serious. Everyone knew this. Everybody I mean, even the psychiatrist said, your son's going to fucking kill you. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Get the fuck out. Like, literally, I interviewed your son. He's going to literally kill you. He tried to before. Like, your son, is he's got mental problems. Bad. He's not a genius. He's literally just going to fucking kill you. You know, and everyone was saying that. All the friends and everything. Well, not the yes people. You know, the yes people. Yeah. Yeah, not those, but... The people that wanted to be in with them. Yeah, exactly. Quote, Anthony Bakeland, in fact, was simply another plaything for two selfish, Gatsby-like individuals who counted Salvador Dali, which is the clock guy, the mm-hmm. weird, the melting clock. clock. Yeah. 
Salvador Dali. He had a mustache. Yeah, the curly mustache. Salvador Dali, Dylan Thomas, which I'm not sure who that is, and Tennessee Williams, which I'm pretty sure is a musician. Mm -hmm, A jazz musician. He was on the Big Mouth. Remember the Big Mouth show? He was in the attic. He was the ghost. Yeah. That's a different... Oh, I thought it was. Anyway, Tennessee Tennessee Williams. Tennessee Williams is a writer. Oh, Oh, I I thought he was a jazz musician. Yeah, me too. Anyway, he who counts the couple, Barb and Brooks, counted Salvador Dali, Dylan Thomas, and Tennessee Williams amongst their entourage. Now, these are all people in the 60s, but just imagine them being Jessica Biel. Is that her name, Jessica Biel? Mm -hmm. Jessica Biel and... Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake and... um, Jason Bieber, all them people. Jason Bieber. What? Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber. <laughs> Justin Bieber. <laughs> Jason Bieber. The mother and father, Barbara and Brooks, would actually make their son read to their socialite friends. And they would make them read from Marquis de Sade. De Sade. This guy wrote 120 Days of Sodom, which I started reading that. It's fucked. They would make their own son. Now, this, I mean, he was 12, 13 at the time, sit in front of all their wealthy friends and read from 120 Days of Sodom, which is nothing but a demented sex perversion novel. Total opposite of 500 Days of Summer. Oh, well, I don't know what that is. That was a movie. You didn't see that movie? I didn't care for it. <gasps> well, I'm also I a guy. I loved that movie. I, like, I only like the scene with the flash mob. I, I like football and wrestling. So No, you don't. You, you like none of those things. Well, he likes girls. <laughs> perhaps. Questionable. My mom After the has conversation with Anderson Cooper. My mom has what book? 120 <laughs> Days of Sodom? No, Fifty Shades of Grey. I think that's My mom read all for. of them. I didn't read them, but my mom was like obsessed with them. That's I think it's just like regular missionary sex. I don't know. No, oh, it's like no. S&M. Oh, well, if you don't, if you do anything other than missionary, you're going to hell. Why would people read that? <laughs> I did watch the movies. <laughs> I only I saw the first one and I saw it in theaters. and It was fucking hilarious. I saw it in theaters it with was my so mother. so much fun. Oh, oh whatever. It's hilarious. Like, oh I, my God. I saw it girlfriends and we I'm like so we went to Cinnabar and had drinks there. and it was fun I'm almost there that's what you were thinking no as an orgasm and alright so he was homosexual they thought he was bisexual at the time but here's the thing I don't know if it was a time period or the fact that they were they, they wanted to be something yeah, you know, they were in the public spotlight. Is what I'm trying to say. They did not want their son to be gay. A lot of people during that time period, and even today, less so today, but a lot of people during that time period, especially, did not want their child to be gay. It was not accepted at that time. But it's kind of interesting, and I think they go in this in the movie too. But if you watch, here, here's the thing: if you watch the movie and and read some more about the family. They pushed their son off to wealthy, like, for instance, at one point they sent their son to spend the summer with some prince of, you know, whatever, some country, you know, the prince had this mansion and 
whatever, Prince Abdul or whatever fuck. Mm -hmm. So the whole summer he spent there. This summer he spent, this summer Anthony spent in Switzerland. They were just trying to get him away because it was like they kind of knew he wasn't, you know, up to their expectations when they host these Gatsby parties. So they try to send him away as much as possible. So they send him to Switzerland. This is where he met a Jake Cooper, who was a bisexual Australian. Apparently, he was a bad boy. So I was going a little bit into it. He would wear the leather jacket with the skull on it. And he was like into dark magic and shit. You know, he had all the drugs and hook, hook hooks ups and stuff like that and hookups and stuff like that. But the mother found out that possibly her son was having bisexual experiences with this guy, Jake Cooper. So she actually went down and grabbed the son and took him back. This is when she first knew that her son had had these experiences and she was not okay with it. So she actually traveled Got the son back. Well, because probably because <clears throat> she didn't want him to bring shame upon their family. Yeah, it was all it's all about them. They're hedonistic. That was a perfect word I used for this episode. Right after this, everything changed. As soon as he got back, the mom grabbed him, and there was a whole debacle where he didn't have a passport, and they got arrested, and it was a big thing. But the mom brings him back, and this is where it starts going downhill quick. The mom is desperate now because she does not want her son to be gay or bisexual at all. So she starts bringing in women, girls, whatever, to have sex with them, for instance. And, and this is the first one she did. There was a young French girl that she knew that was actually attracted to Anthony. She brought her. She brought the girl over. Her name was Sylvia. Or Sylvie. Her name was Sylvie. They started hanging out, eating dinner. The family was together. They're all eating dinner. Everything's good. But a couple of weeks go by. Barbara finds out, well, Anthony's not having sex with this French girl. Her husband is. The husband is having an affair with this teenage French girl. Sylvie. Mm. <laughs> This is where this story is. I mean, this is wealthy fucking people, right? I mean, you know what I'm saying? I so, mean, or just shitty people. You don't have to be wealthy to be shitty. Barb tried to kill herself when she found out. Now, this is a recurring theme, and I'm not going to go into it all the time, but it's multiple different things. Cutting her wrist. She'll, she'll try to drown herself. She'll do anything like that. And she does try to kill herself. She, I mean, she saved... Almost all the time, well, all the time by someone walking in or whatever that saves her. She does try to go through with it, but she does. She is very, she is very open with it. So I try to kill myself. I try to drown myself because my husband is fucking this French girl, yada, yada, yada kind of shit. Very open with it. All right. So things are going downhill really quick. She tries to kill herself 1968 in February, she ODs on sedatives and vodka. The husband says, fuck it, and files for divorce and wants to marry the French girl. Hmm. All right. Barb, after they, they, because I thought, 
she thought it was just a one-time thing. You know, they're having an affair, whatever. He'll break it off once I try to kill myself the first time. He says, fuck no, I'm done with you. I want a divorce. That's it. She tries to kill herself again by slashing a wrist. Then, quote, this is from Brooks, quote, faced with becoming a murderer for the sake of freedom, I gave up my girl, end quote. So he gave up his French girl, his French teenage girl, Sylvie, so he is he wouldn't think of himself as a murderer if his wife kills himself, kills herself. Right. He has this kind of, you know. Yeah. Barbara started dating a Spanish physicist. And as I said before, this backfired because Brooks was actually ecstatic. He was like, oh, great. He's smart. He's got money. You know, why don't I give you an annual allowance if you let me divorce you and I'll give you a yearly allowance to marry this guy? So obviously that's not what she wanted. She she was cheating to get, you know, to get him to notice. Yeah. She didn't want to be with anyone else. She wanted to be with Brooks. Ex- exactly. Yeah. If you want to read this, Nicole. Tony's homosexuality was a terrible shock to his mother who fought against it with him ferociously. She simply could never accept it. In 1968, the mom moves away because Obviously, Brooks is wants to be with this young French girl. And at this point, she's about 40. She's she can't compete. This young French, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So she moves to Majorca. Where's that at? Mallorca. Spain. She moves to Spain. Mallorca. I never fucking heard of that. She moves to Spain with her son in 1968. She tries to cure her son again, who is still not bringing women home. He's bringing, trying to bring men home. She gets a bunch of prostitutes, brings home prostitutes, and pays them to have sex with their own son in their house. Now, they're living in a borrowed home. It was from some prince. Uh, the house was loaned by an Austrian art duke. Whatever. It was this home, and they said it was in shambles. Dude, this this house is worth 50 times as much as the house we're in. Like this, it shambles for a fucking wealthy socialite. But to us, it's heaven, right? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This is not fucking shambles. But anyway, she referred to it as the dumps. Anyway, they're living in this beautiful house on a cliff overlooking all this vast fucking Mediterranean shit, right? She's bringing prostitutes home, paying them per hour to go in her son's room and fuck him. And he would not have sex with him. So, she is now, her whole mission in life is to cure him of his homosexuality. This ain't right. He can't be gay. What the fuck? I didn't raise... A homosexual? This isn't right. That's her whole mission in life. You guys know where this is going? Mm-hmm. The prostitutes weren't working. This is 1968. So what does she do? What's her next thing? Send him to get some therapy. Mental Health Institute. They're both drinking 
because they, they've been drinking and smoking weed. The mother allows it. They do it together. She rapes her son. What? She rapes Anthony. That when did he not is, go. In, I did not see no, that coming. I did not see that Y'all coming. Y'all didn't see either. that coming? No. No, absolutely <laughs> not. Who the fuck sees that coming? Dude, she is fucking... Um, she, I just didn't see that coming for real. No. She moved to Mallorca with her son and is getting her prostitutes, him prostitutes. No. And that's not working? What you else? Think that what that's the not fuck else? No. Like, I've never heard that before. No. No. No, 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 no. Sorry, maybe I just kind of sprung that on you. <laughs> uh, yeah. They're in a, a villa overlooking the Mediterranean. Now, apparently there's no phone or electricity. And... The weird thing about it is she was very open with it. I guess if you're a socialite and you you know don't have a job, you go to creative writing classes and shit like that. She writes full poetry, poems, poems, poems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said it right. I said it right. Yeah, poems. Good yeah, job. poems. She writes full poems. No, no, you had it right the first time. She writes. She writes full. She writes full poems. Yeah. She writes full poems. Oh, that sounds weird. Poems. No, yeah, that's, yeah, you're that's good. Correct. You're doing so good. I'm so proud of you. She write she writes full essays about her having sex with her son. Like I just don't I I mean, I guess she was dealing with mental illness. I'm not trying to defend her whatsoever. But I just don't understand and I guess it's good that I don't understand how you can think that's going to cure your son's homosexuality when and actually it's going to traumatize him like that's not normal like that is not okay in the movie savage grace you'll see anthony and i, I meant to put a screenshot here of the movie but you'll see anthony and his mother sleeping together with other men so other men would come famous celebrities and they would sleep with both mother and son because so like a threesome after she raped her son his mental uh capacities declined greatly and at this point he would willingly have sex with his own mother and you, you'll see why he's he is not in the right state of mind. Let's just say that. Well, no shit. Not no. after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't make killing your mother right, but it doesn't. Kind of get it. I kind of get it. <laughs> you kind of get it. The fuck is this the good incest? What are you talking about? No, I kind of get that he murdered his mother. What is your definition his of good mother incest? Because that's the second him. time that you've used that he, term he in this episode. It was a, a, an homage to a horror movie that it was, like a, it was like a comedic horror movie they were saying but, something it, like but anyway it like i kind of get that he murdered his mother after his mother raped him you know yeah but he would continue sleeping with his mother in fact in one yeah, quote yeah but i, I don't, don't i don't think i put this quote in here you know maybe i'll go look it up but it was something like he told the psychiatrist yeah i'm fucked up i've been fucking my mother for a year and a half or something like that yeah, that is fucked up. No, I'm saying, yeah, he yeah, he knew it. So anyway, <laughs> she was very open about it. Quote, she was very honest about it. She said she had done it to break him of his homosexual tendencies. Remembered Bernard Frim, a painter who met Barbara on a cruise shortly afterwards. She talked about it as though it was a therapeutic act. 
End quote. So she was, it was therapy. This is, this is mama, mommy, son therapy. Sounds like a porno on Brazzers.com. This is not Oedipus. <laughs> this is not like. Now the father and his new wife, Sylvie, the hot French girl, moves to Mayor. What is she say? Mayor? Mallorca. The father and Sylvie moved to Mallorca, unknowing that the wife or the ex-wife at this point and the son is living there. Now, this is this is terrible. The son, if you see here, this is a this is a photo that the mother took of the son. To um, there was a lot of these photos around the house. That's so strange. Yeah, so that's the photo you saw earlier. Remember of the guys, uh, the yeah. boy's face. Let me go back. Yeah, you saw this photo. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is the actual photo. There was a lot of photos, a nude photos of her son, taken by her, in these weird positions, hmm. and that and that's her on the on the Bluff, left there. Yeah. yeah. So the father, the dad, the daddy, comes to Mallorca with the French girl. And this is what she says, Sylvie, quote, it was very uncomfortable, very hard, recalled Sylvie. He left, and he's talking about Anthony, he left messages for Brooks in her flower pots. I found one. It said, quote, daddy, please, daddy, come back to mommy so she's happy. And then Sylvie says, quote, he acted like a little eight-year-old. Now, at this point, he's 25. Hmm. So, you can see. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the, the, the son finding out that his dad was living in the area would leave little notes to say, Daddy, please come back to mommy. It's just, dude, no. Are we sure it's not the mom leaving the notes? Because I no, feel like... I mean... One of the friends said about Tony, one of the mother's friends, quote, we saw him alone on the rocks playing with crabs. He was sort of pulling them apart, mm. which I would too, man. Those things bite. Those things fucking hurt. Tony's strange behaviors was well noticed in school, too. He was often dazed in his own world. He would, in art class, draw disturbing figures when people would just be drawing apples and shit. He would draw death and gore. And he told one friend, this is the quote, quote, I am fucking my mother, Tony told one friend during this time. I don't know what to do. I feel desperate. Hmm. Barbara took a creative writing class and wrote about the incest with her son. She took photos of him, as you see there. And as she's taking these photos, now she's hanging these photos up on the wall. This was hanging up on the wall. And next to it was a photo that he, or an illustration that he drew of mummy. Oh, no. So next to naked Anthony in the bathtub was mummy drawn in oil paint with her head decapitated with snakes coming out of it. Yikes. Yikes is fucking goddamn right. (laughs) He started getting violent. Now, at this point, she's the ex-wife. She can't afford the best treatment. Barbara couldn't afford the treatment that her son needed. And Brooks, the ex-husband, refused to pay 
because he thought psychiatrists were immoral and his son was the, quote, personification of evil, end quote. Hmm, interesting. That was that quote I was looking for earlier. One night before the murder or attempted murder, he beat his mother unconscious with a wooden cane. Yikes. After that, he was diagnosed as schizophrenic. He wouldn't do this like the cane incident or anything. It's not like his mother and him are watching TV alone. Mm -hmm. This was in front of wealthy other friends. A lot of friends that didn't come back, obviously. But one night he smashed an egg on her face in front of a whole bunch of friends. They were having a dinner party. Smashes an egg in front of her face and starts choking her to death in front of all of her socialite friends. One night he tried to stick a ballpoint pen through her eyeball. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yikes. And she had to go to the hospital for that. In 1972, he was often found in a catatonic state, clutching himself and swaying to and fro. So if you think of the uh, movies with the old mental patients, the mental institution patients that are just kind of going back and forth like this, you know, maybe in the straight jacket, that's, that's swaying back to and fro. That's what that means. He was often found in that in school, in a catatonic state, which is not in this world. You say, hey, what are you doing? He doesn't even know you're responding. Non-responsive. Yeah. He was taking to Lindsay Jacobs, a a Dr. Lindsay Jacobs, which is a very well-known psychiatrist. This guy says, quote, your son is going to kill you. I think you were at great risk. (laughs) And then... Oh, uh, about two weeks later, obviously. Now, this is kind of interesting. This is uh, the paper the day after his murder. Now, there is a lot of papers, and they're all the same. doesn't matter what paper. They're all the same. This is page 12. So, so it's not even like it made... Didn't it, make front page. Well, the, you know, it didn't make front page, but... I, You know, I kind of wonder if the mother, after she got murdered, would be... Upset that it didn't make front pages. I was just thinking, you know, Mm. this is the murder day in November. Cops came to the house and and this is a woman's death charged to son. The body of his, if you want to read where it says the body of his mother. The body of his mother, Mrs. Barbara Bakeland, 50, was found late Friday night in the bloodstained kitchen of $250 a week apartment in fashionable Cadogan Square near Buckingham Palace. She had been repeatedly stabbed. A blood-covered knife lay next to the body. I also like to make it a point. It's interesting that they... That- the two hundred fifty dollars. No, no, no. Oh. The the in the first paragraph where it's was stabbing his wealthy blonde mother to death. So it's like what like that was interesting that they used that as oh, an yeah. adjective. And the fact that they said of the two hundred fifty dollar a week apartment, you know. Yeah. I mean, back then that was probably uh, I don't know a thousand bucks a week, or whatever like that. it is. That's a lot of money back then. I mean, shit, it's a lot of money now. Two hundred fifty yeah. bucks a week. Yeah. Fuck, uh, you know what I'm That's saying? That's $1,000 a month. But the fact that they put in that, $250 a week, and that was in 1978, you know, probably $1,000 a week, just means that that's, that's what, I mean, honestly, let's be honest, that's what they were. They were just, you know, they didn't they didn't amount to anything. They just lived off their, their grandpappy's wealth and just, I mean, I'm just saying, man, you know what I'm saying? Didn't do anything for themselves. They just wanted to be known Famous for famous. I don't know. 
So anyway, that was page 12. The cops come to the house and they find Anthony who had stabbed his mother. And you see the blood covered knife lay next to the body. Stabbed his mother to death. Finally got rid of her. He was on the phone. Who do you think he was calling? Dad. No, the the friend, the, the boyfriend. The cops bust into the home. The mother's dead on the floor. The son could give a fuck less. He's been raped by his mom for the past three years. He is on the phone ordering Chinese food. Oh. <laughs> All <laughs> right. He wants some wonton soup. Fucking crazy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Don't mind me, you know. You guys want anything? I would be goddamn pissed if the fucking cops dragged me off before that shit gets there. C7? C7. I would like some scallion pancakes, please. Goddamn, that doesn't sound good. We are, we, we, okay, okay. like, our yeah, chicken pot pies are ready for I'm an wrapping, hour. I'm wrapping this up. I'm wrapping this up. So, obviously, the son going through everything, you can't, I mean, you can hold him accountable, yeah, but... Obviously, he's going to a hospital. So he went to the Broadmoor Hospital. On July 21st, 1980, he was released. He's 33 years old. He went to New York City. So July 21st of the next year, he was released. He goes to NYC, lives with his grandmother, Nene Daly. Nene Daly is 85. Six days after the hospital released him, which why the fuck did you release this guy? Six days. He stabs her eight times. An 85-year-old woman stabs her eight times and she lives. She fucking lives. God damn. I mean, obviously she's dead now, but fuck. Eight times, 85-year-old? Fuck, dude. That is incredible to me. I don't know. Eight times. Broke several bones. Mm. Finally, he was uh, convicted of attempted murder and was sent to Rikers Island Prison. But he was in that situation where he was in prison now because we don't know what to do with him. But obviously, we're going to send him to another hospital. So that was he was in the transition. He was in Rikers Island Prison. He was expecting to be bailed out and sent to some hospital on March 20th, 1981, which was eight months later. However, he was found dead in his cell at 3.30 p.m. He had suffocated himself with a plastic bag. Oh, that's an interesting twist. So that is the rise and fall of the plastic fucking plastic company, man. Hmm. And obviously the Bakelands are worth nothing now because, you know, you don't hear that name anymore. That, I mean... It's universal. Yeah, it's universal now. You know, it's like cars. I mean, I get well. I guess Ford is worth a lot, but I don't know. Crazy man, trying to cure your, trying to cure your son's homosexuality by having sex with him. Probably not a good idea. I would agree with Nicole on that. The psychiatrist says, "Listen." Two psychiatrists said, "Listen." Let me be honest with you, man. I'd be straight up with you, dude. Your, your son's about to kill you. Two weeks later, he's dead. The son, you know, goes to the hospital, gets out six, you know, in six days after he gets out, stabs his grandmother eight times, and then kills himself with a plastic bag. That, you know what? I mean, the, if you could really dive into the story and if you watch the movie Savage, Savage Grace, I haven't seen it, but I'm pretty sure it's what I'm about to, uh, what I'm about to describe the the mother and father didn't give a shit about him. They kind of just threw him over the rug. 
you know, when they did bring him up, it was like, oh, he's a genius, you know, he's just kind of weird kind of shit. And then, you know, whatever, man. I mean, fucking rich people, dude. What are you going to say, man? Any questions? Mm-mm. That was crazy. That was a... Couple of twists and turns. Twist, twist, twist. So Friday, for Friday's episode, Nicole's going to be talking about some Nazi cult. Pedophilia cult. Pedophiliac? Pedophilia. Oh, just the worst fucking people ever. Mm. Nazis. So, and she's she did a lot of research for a little limited series podcast called, if you go ahead, Colonia. Colonia. No, actually, it's called Dignidad, a Nazi cult in Chile. Yeah, Nazi cult. So the Nazis actually fled to Chile. So we're going to be talking to Cole on Friday for that episode. So be sure to stick around for that. And of course, you know, we were on live chat today. Uh, I really appreciate you guys that got on. Sydney, thank you so much. Wolfie, thank you so much for getting on. And that's all I got for tonight's story. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely people.